Khalashing for Khalas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9 Tuesday mornings from 11am for Essen Fresen Where it's all about the food Hello everyone, I'm Lauren Bilkin And I'm in studio with Sharon Dury And we are talking about Hanukkah So when I started to think about Hanukkah and food I decided that Hanukkah is a time of miracles And I really have to say that it's my hope that we successfully defeat Hamas and that all our soldiers and the hostages return home quickly and safely. Hamas, as you know, is not the first force of evil to try and destroy the Jews, but we've always prevailed, and so will our food traditions. During Hanukkah, it's traditional to eat fried food, and not necessarily potato latkes, So while I was sitting in studio looking through Sharon's magnificent recipes in the Jewish Life magazine, I saw some absolutely beautiful salads. Sharon, do you want to tell us a bit more about them? Okay, so good morning, everybody. And this this month's Jewish Life, the Hanukkah edition, we have some lovely salads because we're in the, the heat of things, as you would say. Thank you, Greg. Um, and we... We don't celebrate like everybody else does. I know that my sister-in-law sits in America and they have all these wonderful latkes and hot soup and really warm, cozy food because it's normally snowing there. But here in South Africa, we're having cold beetroot soup, we're having salads. We Yes, we're having latkes, but we're having cream cheese and smoked salmon. But let's get back to the salads. So I did a... We all know that salads are good for us. But they can get boring after a while, and there are only so many times you want to eat the same old lettuce and veggies in your salad before it gets old. So I hope these will inspire you to create something a little different. However, let's not forget that those, you know, I love crunchy toppings, and I love texture, and I love different flavors in my salads. So hopefully the yin and the yang of these two salads I don't know if we'll have time to do that. both of them, um, will help you get inspired. So let's do the ruby rose salad. Okay, so before you start the salad, decide whether you're going to chop or slice your fruit and veggies. Always keep the cabbage, cabbage shredded, not chopped. And use it as the base. The red cabbage is used as the base to the salad. I see we have to take an ad break, so I'll come back with my ruby rose salad after the break. Chalashing for chalas? Want to bry or fine dine? This is Essen Fresen. It's all about the food. Okay, so I'll continue with the ruby rose salad. You will need three to four hundred grams of shredded red cabbage, one cup of ruby grapefruit, that's the um, pink flesh, the pink grapefruits, one red plum, um, which you can finely slice or chop. As I said, you've got to decide before if you want to chop it or slice it. Half a red bell pepper sliced or chopped. Three to four red radishes sliced or chopped, whatever you decided. Eight strawberries sliced or chopped. One red onion peeled, 
sliced or chopped again, and two cups of cubed watermelon. I did about a centimeter by a centimeter. And then for the salad dressing, so you start with the base, and you put your cabbage down, and then you add the, the fruit and the vegetables, and then your four, I would take four large strawberries and blend it with a cup of Bourbonshire salad dressing, or you can use an Italian salad dressing, but I put, I would put a little bit of mayonnaise in it. So that's the one salad. So I think everybody get, get the Jewish life and then you'll see what the other salad was that yinged with that yanged ruby rose salad. Even the pictures are absolutely magnificent. You have to go and get it and have a look at it. But I think we must get back to the latkes. Yeah. So yesterday I did a whole latke thesis and a potato thesis. And what I discovered is that we get different kinds of potatoes in South Africa. And different potatoes are actually going to give us different kinds of latkes. And interestingly enough, the shop that may not be named sells a sifra potato, which is not the right potato for latkes. So I think the best route is to go past the vegetable shops because they have the right potatoes, either the mondial, the up-to-date, or the velour potatoes. And here is my latke recipe. So I use 500 grams of potatoes, one onion, one egg, a quarter cup of flour or matzo meal, a teaspoon of salt, some black pepper, and some sunflower oil for frying. So while I was doing my thesis, which involved the potatoes and the different kinds of cutting the potatoes, I discovered that you can actually substitute the, the flour for potato flour. And I was discussing this now in studio with Sharon, and she said to me that potato flour yields the crispiest, crunchiest latkes. So this is my intention, is to actually go home, remove the flour, and try it with the potato flour. But the main, I think, crux of making the latkes is actually to get all the water out of the potatoes. So what you're going to do is you're going to grate the potatoes with the onion, put them into a cheesecloth, piece of cheesecloth or into a dishcloth and very tightly wring all the water out of the potatoes before mixing it with your other ingredients. Um, I often make my latkes in the morning and you can even freeze the latkes and make them a few days in advance. Have you ever frozen yours? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, quite often. I freeze them and uh, take them out and just warm them up on low heat until they crisp up again. Yeah, because you don't want them to burn again. No, so maybe cook them not as brown as you would. A little bit lighter so that when you do warm them up, they get brown and crunchy. Yeah, because standing for eight days, frying. (laughs) No, it (laughs) becomes no longer fun. I think it's almost easier to do a huge batch, freeze a whole lot, and then take them out as needed. Correct. So, Sharon, you were telling me about a... Hanukkah party that you're going to be having in your garden. Oh, okay. So, uh, first night of Hanukkah, getting all the families together before everybody goes away on holiday. And we've, I've having a latke and lemonade party. But that proper homemade lemonade, um, you know, with the lemons and uh, the sugar water and a lot of ice, building a little lemonade stand. And uh, we'll have latkes and lemonade. Never mind the children. I think the adults are going to have the best fun. Yeah, well, you know what? I do lemonade because then 
everybody can add whatever they want to the lemonade. <laughs> Way to go. But the children will have lemonade. And, and, and this is what they'll remember. They'll remember coming to Baba Shah for her <laughs> lemonade and her knackers. <laughs> Absolutely. And then um, what I do sometimes also is I have one of those um, deep fryers, because we do not fry fish inside, and I put that on a table outside, and as people want it, I dip the uh, fish into a gluten-free batter, uh, because I find that it's much crispier, but without not without regular flour, dip it, fry it, and they eat it boiling hot and crispy as you should eat fish. Fried How fish. often do you feel you need to change the oil in your deep fryer? I never know because you, I find that I'm pouring in so many bottles of oil. Do you change it every time? Every time, you time use I it? use it, I change it. So I don't like the, no, the smell of old oil, and we're not going to keep it. Yes, so I just clean it every time. Clean it, throw out the oil, and throw make it fresh. Oil. Make fresh. And you use the same oil for your fish, but you wouldn't then put your latkes into the oil. Absolutely. Okay. And if I've made my latkes before, they're in the oven anyway. And they crisp up there. Yes. So I don't have to do two fries in one day. <laughs> What's your favorite topping for latkes? You know, it depends. We like savory latkes, funnily enough. Our family are savory. So I do cream cheese. I do, and smoked salmon, I do, I put macon, fried crispy macon oh, into yeah. my latkes, I fry it with macon, I put avocado on top of that, I made some um, onion chutney, made that the other day, so I put, I put a little bit of onion chutney on top, it's, you know, all different, all different things, what do you like? So I also like the savory. I'm mad about the cream cheese and smoked mm -hmm. salmon on my latka. And then what I've also tried to do is make one big latka in a pan, and then you do it almost like a pizza topping on yes. top of the latka, and then everybody comes and cuts a slice. Which Absolutely. Is, and I yeah, think latkes lovely. don't always have to be potato. I once did, I think I once did it for the Jewish Report, where I did potato latkes, which are white, and then I did beetroot latkes, and then I did... Um, courgette latkes. So on your platter you have beautiful red latkes, yellow latkes and white latkes and that also looks absolutely spectacular. It does. Really. I also do um, a salad. I'm sorry, I must find this. It's a, a smoked salmon and latkes salad. Thank you. With, um, just find it quickly for you. Um, it's smoked salmon uh, a smoked salmon salad, baby latkes, and a cream cheese dressing. That sounds unbelievable. But you, uh, you put the... All right, I'm going to come back with that after the ad break. Chalashin for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. So we're talking about the smoked salmon salad, baby latkes, and cream cheese dressing. Now, I must tell you, Lauren, this is the only time that I use the, the box latkes is for this recipe, because the rest I make myself. But I just find that the packet ones are just fry better when they're small, and they keep their shape. I don't know. Anyway, use them. <laughs> so you'll need some salmon tidbits, um, which are available most places, butter lettuce, um, as I said, a packet of the potato latkes, um, 
red onion, thinly sliced, fresh or pickled cucumbers, and then I ribbon them. And then what I like to do is I like to swirl them round, you know, like like a, what they call like a snake. <laughs> um, so I you know, put, place them with boiled egg and some capers and avocado, and then the latkes on top, and just before serving, uh, take a cup of Bobochar salad dressing, that's the easiest because it's always on hand. And I put three tablespoons of cream cheese into that. You can also put blue cheese, which is delicious, delicious. That, into that. Mix it well so it's quite thick. And then you just pour it over the salad. I am so making that. <laughs> yum, yum. Really, and I'm not waiting for Thursday. <laughs> so that's our salmon salad. So shall we move on a bit from the latkes so that I can actually stop salivating and dreaming about latkes? And what I do need to tell you is that I actually didn't know what arrayas were until I was lucky enough to meet Millie's daughter. And Millie's, Millie sent her daughter a picture of the arrayas she had made at home. I took one look at them and I knew that I had to have a taste. They just looked absolutely magnificent. So arrayas are basically a pita bread filled with a mix of mince beef mince and lamb mince. Um, I like to mix the two together because it seems to lower the fat content because what happens is when you stuff the pitters, if the meat is too fatty, it's actually going to make your pitter a little bit soggy. Um, so what I use is 500 grams of beef mince, 500 grams of lamb mince, a handful of chopped parsley, two tablespoons of Bharat Spice Blend, which I'll give to you afterwards, a teaspoon of cumin, a teaspoon of salt, a clove of garlic crushed, an egg, one onion chopped, and then some olive oil to fry them in. And what you do is you mix everything together, obviously not the olive oil, that's for the frying, and you cut your pitters in half crossways, and you stuff your pitters with this mince mixture, and you try and level off the top of the pitta so that the mince isn't bulging out. It also seems to be more effective to make them a little bit flatter so that they cook nicely on your bra. And then all you do is you brush them with a little bit of olive oil and you put them mince down onto your bra and you cook them for about five to seven minutes aside. And then you take them off the bra and you can just serve them casually with drinks or with your lemonade. <laughs> um, and they are absolutely delicious with some tahina and some Israeli salad. So here's your Bayrat spice blend, which obviously you can modify to suit your own taste. It's six tablespoons of ground cinnamon, three tablespoons of ground black pepper, two tablespoons of allspice, two teaspoons of ground nutmeg, and a teaspoon of ginger. And I don't think spices are prescribed. I think you almost have to spice your food and to suit your own taste, mm, what do you think? I, I agree, definitely. Because you know, it sounds quite sweet with the cinnamon. It actually it but isn't you, sweet, but somehow that cinnamon and mince coupled with the tahina and the Israeli salad gives it yeah. the most unbelievable taste. But obviously, you know, if you're not a cinnamon lover, leave out the cinnamon. Now, it's, can you, instead of putting it on the bra, what about, I've got like a flash of toasting machine. Can yes. I toast them? 
I'm not sure if the toasting would, would work. squirt out? I think it would squirt out. I would sooner use a skillet pan. I don't think you have to use a bra per se, but if you yeah. take a skillet pan, you brush it with olive oil and you cook it on your skillet pan, it's going to do exactly the same thing. And are they crispy? When they come they are crispy. You bite and then you hear that crunch and they are oh. absolutely delicious beyond. I think I'm going to change my menu. And they are <laughs> definitely worth making over December and minimal work. And then, yes, and what Millie did say to me is that you could use chicken instead of... Use Millie. Millie is... I'm not allowed to share a radio. (laughs) Millie's a friend. But Millie's daughters are very dear friends. (laughs) So that was Ma um, Arreos. Right. Shab, would you like to share another recipe? And before we go down to desserts, or should we talk donuts and dessert? Do- oh, did I see a beautiful donut thing on uh, TikTok? <laughs> In fact, my husband said to me, I think you should make this because we're having milkshake. So I thought, it's, they've ta- you, you actually can just buy that, the jam donuts if you want to, and then you pop custard. Now you can pop ready made custard or you can make your own custard, you pop it in and then they poured um, once that had cooled a bit, they'd made that the gla- that um, sugar glass, just poured it over so it was almost like What's a sugar glass? That, um, like a brulee you know, Oh my that, word, oh wow. yes They'd melted that Oh, and it was absolutely let it cool a little bit and then they just spooned it over or Sounds you can or you can put just some brown sugar, I suppose, on top and use a, a gas. Delicious uh, beyond. On top of that. But, oh, and they were, what they call, I think they were called brulee donuts. They something. sound phenomenal. <laughs> you know what, I often do that. I'll often phone one of the kosher bakeries and get, me, get them to make me unfilled donuts. Uh-huh. And then all I do is I take a piping bag and I fill three or four different fillings. I can fill a dulce de leche or a Nutella or a custard or even the raspberry jam. And then right. all I do is I put them into four separate piping bags and you inject the donuts. So you've got your different fillings and the dulce de leche I'll fill with, you know those like caramel, caramel sweets that you get at the till? Yes. You know yes. those round tree caramel sweets so you can garnish with that. And the Nutella ones you can garnish with the Ferrero Roche chocolates. And that's a five-minute exercise, oh, but spectacular word. beyond. My word. Okay, that's going to be my dessert. So, so I can phone any bakery and ask them, please make me... Yeah, so I'll, I've done that. I mean, I'm, you know, I'll, I use a bakery in Glen Hazel, and they often make me unfilled donuts. I get them while they're still warm out of the oven, and then all I do is inject them. Or what's fun to do for the kids is to give the children syringes. And you give them each their syringe, and they can decorate and inject their own donuts. Beautiful. That's a good idea. It's really fun to do that. It it is. The other thing that I made quite recently, which is an unfried donut, and I happen to see it on TikTok, if I can find you the recipe, is... You know, another, another thing that I really enjoy doing, especially on... Hanukkah is the I take phyllo pastry okay take one sheet at a time oil it uh, cut it in half each each sheet and then I stuff it with uh, let's say already made that you know the eggplant salad the mayonnaise yes, one not yes, the, the boiled one. one yeah yes 
I added maybe some breadcrumbs or some cornflake crumbs to it, just to make it a little firmer. And I put that into the filo, fold it up on each side, roll it up like a Swiss roll, uh, paint it with a little bit of olive oil, bake it at 180 until it's golden brown, and then I serve that around some um, tahini and hummus and sweet oh, chili sauce and all that kind of thing. I mean, there's, there's so much that we can do. It really is a time of relaxed eating and yeah. not too much faffing around in the kitchen, don't you think? It's simple yeah. eating and Absolutely. healthy foods and salads outside. Yeah, we have to... We, I save up for about a month before on the oil. <laughs> then I go mad. <laughs> but it doesn't always have to be oil related. So I was thinking about these interesting, I call them dip not fried apple donuts, which oh, I happen yes. to see on TikTok. So I mean, I love fried anything and there's nothing better. But washing up after the frying is not mm. the best fun. So what I saw on TikTok is they took a packet of puff pastry, two Granny Smith apples, half a cup of sugar, two teaspoons of cinnamon, and some beaten egg for brushing. And you line your baking sheet with paper, you preheat your oven to 180, you mix the cinnamon with the sugar, and you open the puff pastry and you're gonna cut strips. And what you do is you take the strip of puff pastry and you thread it through the center of the sliced apple. How big would you say the strips are? The strip I would reckon is about a centimeter and a half. So what you've done is you've cored your apple. Sorry, I wasn't very explicit. <laughs> Slice your apple, you core the apple, and then you take your strip of puff pastry and you thread it like a shoelace in and out the hole in the center of the apple. You brush these with beaten egg and you put them in the oven to bake. I would say they took quite a while. They took about half an hour. And the pastry puffs up. You dip them in some more cinnamon and sugar, and you have this beautiful, not-fried apple donut, which was so yummy. I served that with a pair of custard last Friday night, and it was absolutely magnificent. That's what I said. You know what I did a few years? Well, actually, it's in my, one of my books. Um, I took dried apples, the rings, soaked them overnight in hot water and covered with cling wrap, or you can put them in the microwave and just boil them up a little bit if you rushed on time. Allow them to cool, drain them, and then you dip them in a batter. You know, your your potato flour. I, I just do potato flour batter because we have so many allergies in our family. <laughs> and it's just um, an egg yellow and um, I'd say half a cup of potato flour, a little bit of rice flour makes it crispy. Um, and a little bit of water until you make a paste. You dip it in and you fry it, and it puffs up beautifully. And oh. you get that, and also put that cinnamon sugar cinnamon on top. Sugar. Cinnamon sugar Easy. goes down very well. Yeah. yeah, and serve that with ice cream as well. Absolutely mm. delicious. Right. Is it another ad break? No. So right. we were talking a little bit in, before we started about applesauce on latkes. It seems to be more of an American thing, don't you think, Charles? Yeah. Not so much a South African thing. Yeah. But how would you make your applesauce? Um, well, I like to use Granny Smith apples, peel them, core them, chop it up, just put a little bit of water at the bottom, and I put in a pinch, just a little bit of custard powder in some cold water, mix it in, throw it in, teaspoon of vanilla and some cinnamon or a cinnamon stick 
and they just let it boil until it's soft and it should be soft enough that you can actually just break it up with a fork. Okay. And that's it. That's and, and sugar. My, of course, my sugar. Yeah. I wonder why it's not so much a South African thing. It seems to be more... I don't know. And, you know, overseas, they also served it warm. I was there once for Hanukkah, and I remember that the latke came out hot, obviously, and then they served the applesauce warm. Maybe because it's so cold in America. Maybe, maybe. You see, they're having potato and leek soup and we're having cold beetroot soup. Yes, yes, which also looked delicious and you do have to share at some point. Okay, I'll share it with you. (laughs) Okay, it's a simple recipe to make. It's um, grated beetroot, the pickled beetroot, 750 gram bottle, glass bottle, one English cucumber peeled and roughly chopped, one tablespoon of honey, one vegetable cube dissolved in half a cup of boiling water set aside to cool, one cup of cream or non-dairy creamer, I used coconut cream, six to eight mint leaves, they're optional, but it's lovely and fresh, (laughs) and a couple of boiled potatoes, boiled until they're soft, and you serve this with the soup, and you can put some um, chopped spring onions on top of that. And then I just decorated it with some sprouts or some, you know, those miniature salad sprouts. Completely spectacular, yeah. may I add? I'm looking at the picture. And it was just, you just blend all of it together, except the potatoes, of course, uh, in a liquidizer or a food processor or your hand blender. And you just leave it with a lovely slight texture to it. So I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, you could almost have a red and white party for Hanukkah. You could do beautiful beetroot latkes with lovely cream cheese and you know you can get that kosher roe, that, that egg roe which you could almost do on top with your yes. beetroot soup, your red latkes, red and white serviettes. The ruby rose salad. Ruby and I'm rose changing salad. my recipe. <laughs> my mommy and you. Now I'm going to have well, to... stay too. <laughs> day, day two. Oh, that's Shabbos. Oh, that's, that's a hard we one. We can do Sunday. We can do Sunday. Sunday. But it's a very good tip, the freezing of latkes for Shabbos. <clears> because, and you can, I think you can even serve them cold. Or how would, could you serve a latke cold? You can. You know what, if it's crispy enough and you didn't wait the whole afternoon to leave them to cool. And so if you did them about four o'clock-ish, I don't see why you can't serve it cold. In fact, on a, uh, quite a few of the uh, caterers serve it so cold. cold latkes. So cold latkes and cream cheese and smoked salmon and a little caper on top and a pinch of parsley. And definitely at room temperature. I don't feel that everything needs to be piping hot all the time. Correct. You know, it's more about being outside and enjoying your guests and enjoying your time your family. Absolutely. But that's, a, that that's quite a nice idea to do the... Um, beetroot latkes. Mm. What, what, how do you do your beetroot latkes? So if you give me a minute, I can give you a recipe for beetroot latkes. In the meantime, somebody phoned me and she said to me, I saw the recipe. Do I have to keep the skin on the potatoes when I boil them? So when you boil them, yes, keep the skin on because it's keeping them solid and keeping them neat and, you know, they don't fall apart. If you're using the baby potatoes then I I wouldn't even worry about uh, taking the skin off. If you're using bigger potatoes, 
then take the skin off. I know my father always said, skin off. <laughs> but you know what? You don't always have to peel. I saw, I watched a whole lot of YouTube videos learning about latkes yesterday. Yes. And not everybody peels their potatoes for latkes. Absolutely. A lot of people wash the potatoes. Correct. And put the potatoes into the food processor with the skin on. Yes, I know, because in America you buy it already frozen, the latke, um, not latke mix, but it's the potatoes. Already shredded. Already shredded. How? Don't they go black? I don't know. They, they, maybe they air freeze them straight away. But they are not peeled. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think we have this obsession that everything has to be peeled. And yeah. it's not. It's just relaxed outside. And you don't see once you fry, because I did it last don't year. Don't you see them? You don't see the brown. No. So it's, I mean, that's a whole load off your shoulders, it is. not standing and peeling <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> and the other thing I did see, which was really interesting, is in the food processes to put the potatoes lengthwise, not standing up. So you get these long, beautiful strands of potato. So yes. when you make your latke, they all kind of stand up and the pieces stick up. And also the stick up pieces are more crunchy. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you um, mash some, not mash, uh, do you... Put some of it, some of the potato in with the blade until some of the potato is smooth and some grated, or do you just do it grated? I just do the grated potato. Right. But what I did discover is there's a beautiful way to do an egg yolk in a potato latka. So you make your potato latka mix, you put it into your pan, and you take a little, I'd say a quarter cup size, and you squash the middle of the latka. Into that, you pop an egg yolk. And a little bit more potato latke mix on top. You flatten it and you fry it and you have this beautiful egg yolk within a potato latke. Already cooked egg well, yolk? No, so no, no, you take a raw, raw egg, egg yolk. yolk. Okay. So you put your potato latke mix into right. your frying pan. Yes. You take your quarter cup measure yes. and you squash the center of the latke that's in the frying pan quickly. You know, as soon as you put it into the pan, right. add your egg yolk. Put oh, another I little see. bit of potato okay. latka mix on top of that, and then you fry it. So you've almost got a breakfast latka. Oh, and talking about breakfast latkes, are you are also We've got back onto the potatoes again. Back on, no, yes. th- this one's not potatoes. <laughs> this is just a nice Hanukkah um, breakfast, which we will come back to after the break. Chalashing for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. Okay, so we're talking about breakfast. Because you've got to eat breakfast on Hanukkah as well. So let's add a bit of oil there. <laughs> so you take your filo pastry and you cut it into four pieces, your, your single sheet of filo, and then you put it into a muffin tin. Spray the muffin tin with some spray and cook. Um, oil each piece of filo. Push it into the muffin, the, the, the large muffin tin you must use. Push it in. In the meantime, beat up some egg. Um, add a little bit of whatever you want. Some bologna, some bacon, whatever you want. Add that. Pour it into the muffin tin. Well, actually, what I do is I bake the... Um, Vila pastry first, just a little bit, not too brown, and then I add the egg, put it back in the oven, which is at 180, put it back in the oven and wait for the egg to cook, and there you have little muffin eggs with bacon. Sounds delicious. <laughs> so I like to keep filo pastry in my freezer, because yes. it often comes in handy, especially for something like this. How do you defrost your filo pastry? Do you... 
Well, uh, more often than not, I just I stick it in the microwave at 30 second increments until and it's soft. Straight from the freezer? Straight from the freezer. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Or you could take it out of the box and you can, um, you can put it in the sun in, the pl- in this plastic bag. But uh, So what do you do if you use your phyllo pastry and you've only got a little bit left? Put it back in the freezer. And it freezes perfectly because it says on the box, don't refreeze. And, uh, and, then, it, and then it tells you to uh, defrost in the defrost, fridge. And then it can go flaky. I, I've never really had that problem because maybe because I, I put it straight back into plastic. And it, stay, it and doesn't it, dry out. No. And it's, you know, I keep it wet on the table. Yes, covered, covered with a, a dishcloth. Dish not a sopping wet dishcloth, no, no, just no. a little bit no, otherwise it's wet wrung out. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's very good to know. I'm going to try yeah. that. Just, just I always like I get left with three or four pieces and I don't know what to do with them. Oh, you know what you can do? You can always shred it up and stick it on top of it and, and bake it in the oven as well, stick it on top of a salad. It gives a lovely crunch to the salad. You know me, I love I've my never thought of that. You see, you're obsessed with salad. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the potatoes. I'm now looking at your, your, your recipes here and going back to these potato recipes. But... Interestingly enough, with my obsession with potatoes, what I did read yesterday in the Encyclopedia of Jewish Food, Jill Marx's book, and she speaks about the fact that they didn't always celebrate Hanukkah with potatoes. In fact, they made latkes with ricotta cheese. And then what happened was potatoes were brought over from South America in the mid-1800s. And... Um, there was a famine and people actually just planted masses of potatoes because they were easy to grow in a bad soil and this is how you got potato latkes and what I read was that that's how the apple evolved on the potato latkes because you then ate meat and you had nothing to put on top so you had to put the apple sauce on top of the latkes aha there you go yes a little history lesson so you (laughs) found me this gorgeous recipe for the pan fried latke the the latke pancake, which is, it seems to be more or less the same recipe, the same ingredients. But do you want to just tell me the method or how you would make because it once uh, you've mixed up your latke mixture? I, I would just mi- mi- mix up the latke mixture. I don't like my latkes too thick because I find like the, the middle doesn't cook that well. And also you can eat three instead of two because you think, oh, well, they're very small and thin anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how I justify these. <laughs> So what you do, but I did with, I made it like a pizza, put it in, into the frying pan, the onion and the potato, exactly how you make your latke. latke. And then you put some oil at the bottom of the pan. You can use the skillet, it's, you know, not the uh, rich one. Not the smooth yeah, skillet. Smooth one. And you push the latke right out to the edges and you make it as thick as you want it. But it should be quite hot, medium to high heat. Okay, and then I put a lid on, and I just let it cook so that it cooks all the way through. Do you think the lid allows it to steam and cook the potato? Steam, but then you're going to turn it over. Now, and how would you do that? Okay, so now turning it over is your problem. You put a plate on top of it, turn it over. You've got to get someone to help you. Turn it over, and then slide it back onto the skeleton fry the other and side. And pray that it doesn't slide onto and the pull. floor while and you're doing exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, you can just leave it and serve it in the skillet. 
And what would happen if you try to bake it? Do you think it would work? You can't bake it. Yes, this yeah. is what I'm thinking. I'm looking at yeah. the picture, and I'm thinking you could make the mixture, bake it in the oven, maybe brush it with a little bit of oil on top. Yes, Bake definitely. it in the oven, this needs flip it. Oil. Yes, yeah. you need the oil for the crispiness. You need the oil for the crispiness, and you need the oil for Hanukkah. You need the oil for Hanukkah. <laughs> okay. And then, you, I mean, you could put whatever you want to in that. You could even add your, your baby marrows you spoke about earlier. You can add butternut but when you're cooking with butternut be careful because the butternut tends to stick a lot more to the pan i don't, I don't know that yeah I, I, I think it oozes a little bit of sweetness and mm. sugar and caramelizes and caramelizes okay off to an ad break Chalashin for chalas want to braai or fine dine this is essen fresen it's all about the food welcome back to the show i'm sharon And, and I'm Lauren, <laughs> and we're talking Hanukkah. We were talking about um, donuts in the break, and um, I, may, I, I like to make small little donuts because I feel, I feel a little better that I'm not eating a big fat donut. Yes, like me and my latkes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I make anything that's meant to be perfectly round, like a meatball or a fishball, I somehow make a point of not being too perfect because too perfect doesn't look homemade. So, hence the delicious mouthfuls of irregular shaped donuts, which I, I make with two and a half cups of flour, a sachet, the 10 gram sachet of yeast, a tablespoon of sugar, a pinch of salt, a warm cup of water, one egg yolk, oil for frying, and a five, five or 10 ml, get a 10 ml syringe, apricot jam, icing sugar for sifting on top, And all you do is you sift your flour, you add the yeast, the sugar, and the salt, and you make a well in the middle of the flour, and you add the lightly beaten egg yolk, warm water, and you knead by hand until it's smooth. And then you allow it to rise for about, until it's double in size. And then you roll it into little balls, uh, uh, like the size of a golf ball. But um, they may feel a bit sticky, but that's fine, because you're going to fry them. And you heat the oil over medium to high heat in a medium-sized deep pot. And the oil should fill halfway up the size of the pot as you, as you want to deep fry the donuts. You fry them until they're golden brown. You remove it with a salted spoon. You drain it on paper towel or brown paper. And you draw up about 5-10 mils of apricot jam, which I heat in the microwave so that... I'm able to draw it up. It makes it more runny and makes easier. Makes it more runny, easier. When you say draw up, you're saying like in a syringe or in a piping bag. In a syringe, bag. In, oh, a syringe yes. in your syringe, and you just squirt it into the top. You make a little hole with the tip of your of your um, injection, <laughs> and you inject, <laughs> and you inject injections to give, <laughs> and then you inject your jam in, and voila. Or your Nutella, or your Dolce Correct, and, and that's it. Yes, is that? It's absolutely delicious. And I don't think it has to be a messy, oily process. I mean, I found Jamie Geller's recipe that you put everything into a plastic bag. Oh, I found that online. That. I don't mm. think we've got time to actually give the recipe. Um, yeah. Let me give it to you quickly. Yeah. So literally, she puts all the ingredients into a plastic bag, a packet of yeast, three cups of flour, one egg, three tablespoons of sugar, a cup of warm water, 
and um, one and a half tablespoons of oil, half a teaspoon of salt, a tablespoon of brandy if you wish, zest of a lemon, and then the jam to fill them. And you put it all into your plastic bag, allow it to rise for an hour in some warm water, which I found really interesting. So you take the whole plastic bag, dunk it in your dish of warm water, it rises, you roll it out, you cut it out with a cookie cutter, and you fry them. Because then you mix it all together. Mix it all together. So in the bag. You put it in your plastic bag, you close up your Ziploc, and you squish it together oh, with your hands. Okay. Put it into the warm water to allow it to rise for an hour. Roll it out on a floured board. Cut them out as you would do normal donuts with a pastry cutter. And you fry them. It's as easy as that. And really not messy at all and perfect for December. Perfect. And I think that's kind of us and our fried food. That's Hanukkah. <laughs> and just really wishing everybody a happy Hanukkah and please God a Hanukkah filled with lots of miracles for us and for Cloud Israel.